Hoop ballers. Let's talk about your balls. Yep, your balls and the area around them. Let's talk about manscaped.com. Go there and use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Use the promo code and go check out all the tools they have of trimming the hedges and taking care of your lawn. Like the Lawn Mower 3.0 with a built-in LED light to help you get into those dark thigh crevices on the inner parts. Also, the Gooch. It is hard to get to the Gooch if you can't see it. So use the LED light with the anti-tugless technology on the razor. Full, long battery life. Then check out the Weed Whacker. Bring that out of the shed. Use it on your shrubs. Cut down what you need down to bare minimum if you need to. It's got a nice anti-tugless technology just like the Lawnmower 3.0. It's also got a lithium battery. And best news of all, these things are waterproof. So that way you can do it in the shower and take care of business in the cleanest way possible. Hoopball20 is the promo code that's going to get you free shipping as well as 20% off. I recommend using it. I recommend getting the complete care kit with your free shipping and your 20% off. Spend a little extra, get a lot more. There's a good care kit there for us gentlemen. Face scrub, shampoo, ball treatment, and the area that surrounds our balls. I believe there's even a pair of underwear in there for our balls. So yeah, that's going to conclude the talk about our balls. Now let's talk about bets. MyBookie.ag is where all the hoop ballers take care of their winnings and where we place all of our wagers that we post in our article in the wager pass as well as our free plays and our Discord chats. Yes, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Let them know that we sent you. Hell, specifically type in my name. I want them to know. But most importantly, you got to let them know what podcast that is. And it is Today in Sports Betting. You let them know that we sent you. And then we, as a family, get to grow. And then we get to set you up to reap more benefits. And that is what's important to us because we are here to help you win money. And that is why we recommend my bookie. Their slogan is bet, win, get paid. And it's quite simply that easy. Use Bitcoin to get going. That's a high recommendation of VM Center at Vince Miracle, our guy. It's a recommendation of me. It's so easy. Dan Bespris, the podfather, Aaron Bruski, the godfather, they get in there, they get going with Bitcoin, they get their money in and out, and it's easy peasy. Who balls the promo code? Use that. Let them know that we sent you mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Now, as a podcast, we have your balls and your bets covered. And without further ado, we have today in sports betting. The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hoop 
Welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Hey, make sure to go over to hoop-ball.com. Check out the team, the content, free transactional news blurbs, which is needed with all these crazy off-season trades and free agent moves going on. You get updated on who went where. Kyle Lowry just left Toronto. You know, there's a lot of good information for free over on hoop-ball.com. But there is also phenomenal access that you can be granted by joining the HoopBall premium side, which we are running a member loyalty program until the 16th, where you essentially just get to pay for what you want and you lock in your forever price. And then uh, you get a better deal than the rest of the folks that join up after you. So August 16th would be your, uh, you know, days before that to do so, if that's what you want to do. Lots of rankings and lots of tools already coming out, giving you access. I've already started looking at some uh, fantasy basketball stuff. We've got Summer League that's already started. Uh, Summer League literally just started yesterday, so lots of news to keep up on. Shortened off seasons now that we're transitioning further away from the year removed of sports, the year that shall not be uh, named. Hey, welcome in, y'all. New listeners, older listeners, everyone alike. Today's going to be a quick rapid fire show. Yesterday, we weren't really successful in the wager pass, which is not something you always want to hear when you're tuning into a show. But hey, we're human. Um, I've got my team backing me up. Blake, at Blake LaWatch on Twitter, he is going for his 12th straight wager pass play today. That's a winner. He's got 11 right now, and uh, kid's been on fire. It's hard to cool him down once he gets going, but 11 in a row, you pay $13 for a wager pass. I uh, think you make your money back there uh, pretty quick. So 33 cents a day, less than a latte a month. That's the way I look at it. Um, I said 13 bucks, but I was just saying if you combine that with like our DFS stuff, but uh, look. Wager pass going up from $9.99 to $14.99, August 16th. That's just an example. And it's because, you know, we were just offering immense value. Really, we were. We had seven to 10 handicappers. You get an influx of picks. I'm a crazy guy and I play like 10 to 12 MLB plays a day. You get team totals. You get obscure stuff you get mma you get golf throwing some olympic stuff in there so look it's a fun time and then the discord chats where we all hang out and grow as a community that's the funnest part so all right enough premium talk that's like one of the most number one unappealing turn offish moves a host can do when they're trying to swoon me into listening to them on a regular basis so i need to exercise what I want 
and a partner, quote unquote, podcast host for you guys. So let me stop being selfish here. I'm going to talk about some baseball. We need to rapid fire today's show. It's um, we got some early action. We got a nice balanced day as far as baseball. We got some stuff starting at 11 central. We've got some stuff going down late tonight at 840 central with a wonderful chase game in Houston and Los Angeles. So we got some things to look at. We absolutely do. And uh, I'm looking forward to this card. It's going to be a pretty decent card if I should uh, have to say. So let's start with um, Minnesota and Cincinnati. 11.35. Got a lefty versus a righty. Charlie Burns making limited work so far look good. He's got a 1.93 ERA. This ballpark known as Great American Ballpark is going to have 8 miles per hour wind in. Clear 79 degree day. I just, you know, I talked about this in the wager pass. So I can't really, I, I'm not going to dive too much into this game. I only have one angle, really. But I didn't really like what the odds makers did with this. It, it spoke weirdly to me. It gave me some fish vibes. Um, I stayed away from sides. Uh, you know, it, it's got a little bit of weirdness to it. Considering some things involving DJ Rayburn, the umpire, the way that Cincinnati hits against lefties. A lot of guys under the Mendoza line. You know, I might add a play here, actually. I will. I'm going to add a run line play. Figure out where to put it on my card here. So I handwrite it. So let's get another little nugget here. Um, for this game. Minnesota run line. I like it. I've been uh, on fire on tally site in regards to run lines. So let's uh let's simplify or sim- <laughs> simplify and be super fly. This is what I was trying to say. I indeed was not super fly. Pittsburgh, Milwaukee. Stephen Brault. Remember this guy? Anyone? Yeah, well, I do. He, he's a pretty good pitcher. He's a lefty going against Freddie Peralta, the right-hander with a 2.17 ERA for Milwaukee. Look, we got lots of little angles we can take in this game. Um, Wager Pass has a couple of them already. So, you know, look, I really like a couple different angles on totals. And then if I'm going to be looking at team totals, I didn't really see a ton of value. Look, Pittsburgh over three and a half at minus 125. Sure, if you want to take that, like if that's up your alley, you want a little something fun, go for it. Is I mean, it's not an official play of me, but Milwaukee, uh, Peralta has been pretty good. And so I just don't know about Pittsburgh's offense. They've, I mean, they exploded yesterday. Both these teams did, but that, uh, those runs came in weird ways. Lots of home runs. Um, Milwaukee, they're at four and a half. 
And I'm actually going to stay away from that because, look, they don't have really any exposure to this guy recently. He's been waiting to make his start. And, um, I mean, the run line is at minus 130 for Milwaukee. So, if anything, what I might look at when this market opens up, and I talked about this in the wager pass also, but uh, I really like the no run first inning, or I might look at a total hits, runs, errors play in either the first inning or the total game. So those are our two first games. Actually, no, it's not. I skipped Seattle and Tampa Bay because, well, I'm 0 for 3, I believe, in my last, like, three. <laughs> I was going to say 0 for 3 in my last whatever, but uh, it would have made sense to say three. Let's just say that I've only got a win or so on these two teams, the last handful of plays I've made on them, this series specifically. So I'm not looking to involve myself too, too much in this game. If something else later in the day sticks out to me, then I will grab it. Or if when lineups officially set or lock, I can look at a prop bet that sticks out. But there's not a lot going on here for me. We got a couple of good, capable young pitchers. Logan Gilbert, 4.04 ERA, going against Josh Fleming with an 8-5 record, 4.15 ERA. I believe when Josh Fleming pitches, the Rays turn it into a bullpen game. Do not quote me on that. But overall, the Rays get a hitting upgrade against righties. They're just going up against this really dynamic young pitcher. And the Mariners, you know, they've been playing pretty well lately. They hit really well against lefties. Abraham Toro has been a shot in the arm. He hits above 300. Only one on the team, actually. They got a lot of guys hovering, but only one on the team that hits above 300. So I might make a note here of Abraham Toro. And I did make a note about uh, Stephen Brault strikeouts prop that I hand wrote right here. Um, so I'm waiting for that market to really open up as well because Milwaukee strikes out a lot too, to backtrack a little bit. But Abraham Toro, if I can get some props on him, I think he could offer some really good value. And J.P. Crawford, Kyle C. Seeger hits, I mean, 236 against lefties. Crawford and Hanniger, a couple of 280 hitters. So other than that, not really looking for anything in particular in the game. Tampa Bay's minus 160 on the money line, over under. Under eight, getting heavy shade of minus 115. So we're looking at possibly a game that goes under here. I think it's close. Run line for Seattle is minus 145. So I think they think it will be as well. Tampa Bay is getting 92% of the money so far on the day, and that's telling. I, You know, look, other than what we just conversed about, I'm really not looking to get too, too involved here. And we'll talk about the 2.30 game, then we'll get into some 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock games, and uh, I'll send you on out here on this uh, hump day. Yeah, it's Wednesday. So the thing that sticks out about this next game to me is that one team kicked the shit out of the other last night. Joe Musgrove, the righty, 2.94, got his ERA down below three. Pitching against Frankie Montaz, the righty, 4.08 ERA. Look, I don't really like Frankie Montaz and backing him. 
So specifically with how well Musgrove's been pitching, Padres, we saw their offense wake up last night. It only takes a little bit. It took a solo shot in the first from Tommy Pham for their whole team to wake up and be like, oh, shit, yeah, we we scored lots of runs. So I'm looking at the movement, though, because that's what speaks out to me. There's 10 miles per hour wind, but 61 degrees, partly cloudy. It's expecting to be a little bit cooler, but there's a good number of eight, and it's getting shade minus 115 on the over. So I like the total here. Um, I might look at some uh, more specific player positionings and whatnot. Starting Marte is just a stud of a hitter, 325. His total bases prop might be something that I get down on. I went with um, a couple different players from Oakland last night to get some total bases, and it worked out for me. So... Three and a half for San Diego's team total. I think that's asinine and way too low. Um, I Like I said, Montas does not have good peripheral stats, and they only continue to glare more and more uh, each time that I watch him and then each result that he has um, as a starting pitcher. Oakland's at three and a half also, so why not? You know, I know I talked up Musgrove, but at one point in time, in this game, the bullpen's going to have to get involved. And if it's close, then there's a chance of extra innings. So I think both teams honestly have a really good shot of scoring five runs. And I think a double digits is in store for the result in this game. Uh, minus 135 on those team odds, those team totals. As mentioned before, I've been playing my team totals as half unit plays so it's kind of been working out it's been a little fun little thing and uh it's been making me not lose as much vig when i do lose so it's kind of like an insurance as long as i go positive on the team total plays in total it really helps out so uh it's a good addition to my model just like money placement, bet placement, I guess. Um, yes, okay. Well, Baltimore, New York. Look, I got two games on my do not bet list today, and I'll get them out of the way. Baltimore and New York, even though it's Matt Harvey Dent on the mound, Fade Harvey um, is a national holiday. But look at his numbers against all the hitters that are on New York. I, I know it's Matt Harvey. He's kind of a shell of himself, but all it takes is a few good pitches for a pitcher to have a good night. So, uh, look, he's completely owned John Carlos Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, uh, Joey Gallo. Like, just look up his dailybaseballdata.com numbers. Like, look at his splits. Like, it's there. Because initially... I saw the Yankees, who are hot right now, flexing off those new toys that they got. Granted, I say hot against Baltimore, and they're trying not to lose the series in this game, but the offense clicked exponentially So last night, and the new pieces are getting involved. So long story short, I'm staying away. Jamison Tyon's starting for the Yankees, in case you were wondering. 
Philly, Washington, Chase Anderson, another pitcher I was looking forward to fading. And, you know, if you got more stones than I do, then you definitely can roll this out. And I think it makes a lot of sense. But Chase Anderson, he's, he's just pretty garbage. He's pretty bad this year. Like, he allows a lot of everything. Walks, strikeouts, hard hit percentages, barrel percentages, uh, his launch angle, hard hit. I, I mean, it's it, he everything. He's like a blue bar pitcher on baseball savant. And Washington's team total... I know that they're kind of washed up since the trade deadline, but eh, it's four and a half. I thought they were going to get disrespected and get like a three and a half number. But other, yeah, no. Yeah. And then if there's something in the first five department, you know, you can get Washington on the run line in the first five at plus 110. I think there's a lot of value on that. Juan Soto could definitely go yard. Might look at his RBI total. Um, and uh, definitely look at targeting Chase Anderson because I believe he will get chased. So um, lots to keep an eye out on there if you want to bet on that game because I'm not, you know, you go find the information on that game somewhere else. I just. I've been terrible with the NL East, and I'll call it what it is. So that that's just kind of what's going on there. Cleveland, Toronto. I, I you know, I wanted to target this Cleveland ball club. You know, they lost some pieces at the deadline. They lost Terry Francona as their manager, so they're going through some weird stuff. Toronto, their team totals have just been cashing really easy. Yesterday's lost. Um, today's is five and a half. I think it's too high for me to get back into it. I mean, Mejia is a good pitcher for Cleveland. So first five totals set at five and a half. The numbers that are being set and the odds placed with them are just making me feel really weird about this game. So as of right now, this game is a hold. I don't have a huge opinion on it. So I don't think I'm going to be talking too much more about it. Boston and Detroit. Baby, Detroit keeps winning this money, and they're almost at 500. A.J. Hinge has got them playing some baseball. Look, the Detroit Tigers are playing some really good ball right now still, and I think that they win two in a row against Boston. Boston, look, they've had some issues against Casey Mize and the history that they've got with them with you know trying to be productive against them. The Tigers own left-handed pitching, especially right now with how hot they are. And they're getting Eduardo Rodriguez, who would have got shafted and shelled even more in his last start if he not tweaked something, quote-unquote, and had to come out of the game. He was getting absolutely rocked. And the best thing that could happen to the other team was him getting injured. So, with that being said, Miguel Cabrera hitting 311. He's chasing 500 home runs. I think he's at 298. Or uh, 498, um, 342. Jonathan Scope, there it is against lefties. 360 for Derek Hill, my new favorite player. Love this kid. He's an on base machine and he hits at the bottom of the order. He's good for stealing bases. He's got great defense. Um, Jamer Candelario hits 300. 
Eric Haas, do we even need to talk about him? He hasn't cashed in on some RBI opportunities the last two days, and so he's probably really pissed. I think he has a big game today. He cashes in on some of that. He hasn't gone yard in what seems like an eternity, so look for Eric Haas to maybe take one yard his first two at-bats against Eduardo Rodriguez. 80 degrees, so I'm thinking it's going to be hotter, and the weather's going to be good for hitting balls, and Eduardo Rodriguez lets his balls get hit a lot. So with that being said, Detroit underdogs. Again, I just, you know, I got to fade Eduardo Rodriguez. All right, man, oh, man. New York Mets, Miami Marlins, Carlos Carrasco making his second start after coming back from the IL. Zach Thompson, phenomenal young arm for the Marlins. Seems like that's the only thing they have. 2.33 ERA. Look, real low, real low, real low ERAs. I'll make one note here. I will say that we could probably play the no-run first inning, and that will probably be a good start in this game, and then just leave it alone. Look, both these teams don't really have efficient offenses, especially early in the games, and if we look at that coupled with the pitching that's going to be taking place, Carrasco looked good in his return. You know, it is what you got to call it how it is, and he looked good. He's a veteran pitcher. He knows how to settle in. The Zach Thompson kids got some dominating stuff. The Mets, sure, they went and got Javi Baez at the trade deadline, but you got to work those pieces in. It's like lotion. You got to keep applying it and getting used to it. So, look, no run first inning is the way I'm looking at this game. Shohei Otani's pitching for the Angels against Kobe Aller to the lefty for the Texas Rangers. I see a total of eight with shade of minus 115. It's come up from the opening number of seven and a half. I don't know why seven and a half would even be thought of as far as the total. The Angels are an over team. Their bullpen's terrible. They've been all over the place in regards to um, productivity, efficiency in the pitching staff. Texas has allowed a crap ton of runs lately. The only thing that gives me pause about the over is the fact that Texas can't score runs. Now, they do do a bit better against righties. We saw them struggle against a left-handed starter and predominantly left-handed relief pitching last night. But if we want to look at this a little deeper, which it's on my hold games right now, so I won't be doing it right now, but the Angels and the Rangers could have some very specific angles to take. Justin Upton's been smoking some stuff lately, uh, mostly baseballs. I don't know what he does on his off time, but... He's been hitting and barreling everything up that comes across the zone. Shohei Otani, like I said from later or earlier in the season, games that feature him pitching and hitting, they tend to go over. Um, I, you know, because the Angels get that bullpen used a little bit more, maybe a little more early, depending on how his start goes. So, you know, over makes a lot of sense to me, but over eight just it's that feels like a trap because to me it should be like nine, maybe ten. Like double digits is not something that I would shudder at uh, in this game. I mean, it, it I, I so a little bit of fish market here, which is why I'm currently holding Kansas City on the road against the White Stockings, Lucas Giolito and Carlos Hernandez pitching against one another two right-handers look the 
White Sox are just going to keep continuing their intra-division dominance. Run line at minus 125 is usually not something I do, but the fact of the matter is the White Sox have significantly better offense and pitching. Uh, Goodwin's a little spark plug against right-handers. Brian Goodwin, couple him with Tim Anderson, who hits 305 against righties. Eloy Jimenez still has a 400 mark against righties, which is just crazy. Then you throw in a trio of Collins, Vaughn, and Sheets, and you sound like a lawyer firm. And that rounds out the bottom of the order, and I really like that. I might look at Chicago White Sox here as a team total play, but I wouldn't be shocked if this is a grinded out game and then you see a couple of at-bats just go the way they need to go for the White Sox to get multiple runs on or crooked numbers. The team totals right now, five and a half for Chicago, only three for Kansas City. So if we're going to look at the run line and see what that number's telling us, compare it to what the team total numbers are telling us, you know, under five and a half is getting some heavy shade, but even if it is a 5-3 game, it puts us right there where we need to be in run line territory. And then look at over eight and a half minus 115. That's narrative right there. So what I'm seeing is, sure, the shade to five and a half for the White Sox is there, but I think plus 105 on over five and a half makes more sense considering the full game total is looking at being shaded in a way. And I think the Royals being as bad as they are offensively on the road, it's obvious that Vegas is uh, trying to give you some value and tell you something by saying, hey, look, you know, the, you know, so just look at how numbers mirror each other, or combat each other whenever odds makers are releasing their lines for a day. San Francisco and Arizona, Zach Galen, uh, Ke- Kevin Gosman, these two pitchers are, you know, Two of the better pitchers for their teams. Uh, So look for Gosman to have a good start against a, you know, Diamondbacks team that's pretty inefficient. Um, Now, look, they this series has been weird. They've been popping off. Don't get me wrong. So um, it's not a game I'm looking to get too much into. And so with that being said, I'm going to be looking to play some pretty specific stuff that I'll probably chat about in the discord that, you know, I mean, this is an 840 game and it's, you know, 840 in the morning. So, or yeah, nine in the morning here central. So, uh, you know, I'm going to let this game kind of come to me. Yeah. You know, under nines getting heavy shade of minus 116. And those odds just went down as I refreshed the browser. So, you know, not looking to really rush into that. Atlanta, St. Louis, it's fade J.A. Hap day. So many pitchers today to fade that are on our rotation of national holidays, and it's time to get jiggy with some Atlanta Braves bats. Atlanta minus 115 on the money line. Give that to me. That'll probably make its way into the wager pass. I'm selecting it on wager uh, picks all over the place. Tally site's going to have that play for me on there. You know, look, I, I, I don't want to spill all my marbles here on this game, but I like three or four different angles. There's a plus money first five play in support of the, the – did I just say Angels? I think I did. Uh, the Braves, I got the Angels on my mind. But look, Jay Happ, the lefty, oof, he's terrible. And he is in that group of pitchers that I've talked about where we just get to fade and fade and fade. Now, here's the thing. 
the Braves could be a lot better against lefties, so that gives me a little bit of worry. And if we look and see, we can take a look and see who's got, you know, like the situational advantage against J.A. Happ and see who we should probably just be starting with and keeping an eye on. Um, So if we look, sorry, I'm updating the page here. So Kevin Smith actually is like a dart throw, but he's got four hits and nine at bats with two runs, two strikeouts, 444 average, 444 on base uh, percentage, 889 OPS. His ISO is a zero, though, so, I mean, not a lot of really big power there. Woba's 400, so that's good. Um, You know, other than that, there's, like, really not a ton working here for the exposure that the Braves have against J.A. Happ. So, again, we have another crud pitcher that's got, like, decent numbers against who he's going against, one of our national holiday fade pitchers. So... I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still the angle. I just thought there was going to be more exposure and more uh, information. So talk one or two more games. I think I got one more game here. Uh, Houston and the Dodgers, what a phenomenal chase game. We got a beautiful matchup. Scherzer making his Dodgers debut. Look, I've been fading the pitchers, taking their uh, making their debuts, or I've just been staying away from the game, predominantly staying away from the game. But I talked about Lester in his start yesterday for the for the Cardinals, and I thought it was going to be rough. And look, I, that I I wouldn't have went and got John Lester in the trade market if I was the Cardinals. It, it made no sense. So. I, you know, I've seen some things I like against Scherzer and Houston right now, plus 185 on the money line. Jake Odorizzi's not good at all. He's another pitcher. I, I, I say that lightly. He's a major league pitcher. Come on. Jake Odorizzi actually had a decent start his last time out, if I remember correctly. Um, look, this is a huge matchup. This could be the... World Series, 81 degrees out, or 81 degrees Fahrenheit, six miles per hour out for wind, excuse me. It's going to be hotter. And I think that Houston's run line plus one and a half at minus 110 makes so much sense. I think they're at 180 plus 185 plus 190 is uh, asinine, and it's kind of disrespectful. Over three and a half for their team totals at even money. I think that's pretty nice. Look, five and a half for the Dodgers. Look, I it's Scherzer, but he's got some guys that own him that bat on this Houston squad. There's two guys I'm looking at in particular to put in some DFS lineups as well as play some player props and angles on later because I think I can get some really good juicy stuff. So I'm going to, this is my like, let's see how the day goes and I'll see what I put stock into in this last game here. But I'm just saying that Houston's getting dogged 
And they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Absolutely not. Scherzer under eight strikeouts is something that I think looks nice to me. Minus 135. Look, I've been missing on under strikeout plays lately. I'll say that. But there's always a but. There's a caveat. And, you know, if there's a but, I say touch it. So, um, or touch upon it, you know, or just ask if you can touch it. That's the important part. Asking if you can touch the butt. Scherzer, like, these pitchers making their debuts are getting rocked, and I know it's Scherzer, but look at the numbers. Here, I'll read some of them off. I, I, I was really not wanting to give too much away, but, hey, this is – I love you guys. So, Michael Brantley, 15 hits and 44 at-bats, eight doubles, one triple, a dinger, five runs, nine RBIs, three walks, one strikeout, three stolen bases, 295 ISO, 412 WOBA, 1.004 OPS, 636 slugging, 341 average, 367 on base percentage. That is a number or two. That, that, that is a... And look, a lot of this stuff came from when Brantley was with the Indians and Scherzer was with the Tigers. But look, Brantley's got 190 pitches that he's seen in 49 plate appearances and 44 official at-bats. That is going to be huge for the rest of the hitters on this Houston team. He, he, out of anybody, like this is a large, that 200 pitches seen against one pitcher is a large sample size. You best believe he knows what Scherzer likes to throw and how he's going to throw it. Brantley is a smart hitter. Player prop markets open up. I'm rushing to the gate to see what kind of con- building I can do on some Brantley props because that's just absolutely uh, – I, I, I like it. I like it. Under eight for Scherzer strikeouts is something that I think is good too. I, I, I just don't know if they're going to push him too far in his debut. He wants to, obviously, but they're trying to win a World Series. They're not going to gas him out. It's Mad Max we're talking about. He doesn't get gassed out, but you get what I'm saying. Also, other news, Kimball Walker just agreed to a buyout with the Thunder to sign with the Knicks. Good on the Knicks. I was waiting for them to do something stupid, but they actually went out and got a good point guard. They didn't overspend and give Dennis Schroeder like $100 million. Nice. Go Knicks. That's tight. Breaking news live on the show. Da da da. Da da da. Okay. Yeah, that's going to do it for the baseball. Free article is up on hoop ball.com for me previewing the Boise State Broncos upcoming season. It's a, about a 2,000 word article. I break it all down. Give it a read. Let me know what you think. I'm going to throw another one on there. I'm going to put a Marshall Thundering Herd preview up. 
And then I've also got some conference previews I'm going to do. We're about 25 days away from college football, and it's so exciting. Sorry. Uh, had to get that out. Um, college football. Hell yes. Hall of Fame game is today, too. I don't take too much heavy stock into it. And in my older years, I've become less and less of an NFL guy until the window is actually opened. Like I look, I love preseason. I love prospects and scouts. That's actually what I keep more of an island, less so of like everything NFL. Um, I play fantasy football, so I usually just worry about numbers and names. And so, you know, I get my information real close to sources sometimes. And then I typically just listen to a bunch of podcasts, read a bunch of stuff throughout seasons. And look, the NFL is great. Don't get me wrong. Football is king, but college football is ace in my heart. So love college football. I love college football. Um, If I had to choose, say we had one football season, we had to cut professional or collegiate. I'd say, give me college football. I'd take college football. Give me Mac. They say give give you Mac college football for a season or NFL. I take Mac. They, they say Pac-12 North or Pac-12 South or NFL football for a season. I'll take half of the Big 12 North schedule for a season over NFL. Yeah. So unpopular opinion probably, but that's uh, the, the cookie that crumbles inside of me and that's how I go. So with that being said, I am sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies as always. I hope that you have a great and wonderful day. You have some restorative measures. If you need it, you get some reprieve, you get rested and you have some wind take you from behind. That sounded weird. I didn't mean it that way. (laughs) I hope the wind is at your back and the sun is at your face. Good vibes, good energies. Please be safe and be kind out there. Do something nice for someone if you can. With that being said, today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.